Remember Black Mirror? It was the Love, Death, and Robots before Love, Death, and Robots. Well, no, Love, Death, and Robots is a whole other thing. But the, they like, were all lo- strange no. sci-fi takes, little standalone episodes, you know? All from I mean, the same I studio, camera, I believe, though. This camera view makes my pregnancy not seem so pregnant. Makes me feel How you doing, everybody? Welcome back to During Business Hours. I'm Christopher, your host. This is Eric, my co-host. And uh, yeah, we've got a little bit to talk about today. It's been an interesting one. You know, put your hands together. The kid finished five pumps. Five. <laughs> oh, I also cut off my finger. Yeah. It's a little shorter. It's pretty. Luckily, it's not ooh. the middle finger. Um, it's thinner because I'm missing from... Zoom into that. I'm missing this piece to this piece and about a half moon shape. So we have a guy who brings in some pumps every once in a while. His name's Dave. We're just going to call him Dave. Hmm. Uh, you know to be frank, but so he calls and he says, Hey, and today we're going to talk about contracts and, and if you don't like business and, and how things work in business, then you should probably move on. Fuck off. Not for you today. But so we're going to explain to you for some people, they bitch about not getting big contracts. We get big contracts. We love contracts, contract people. Come on. We'll treat you right. Professional. I'll wear a suit and tie, you know, a little loop. It's good. It'll be fine. Now we've been dealing with this guy for a couple of years now. And mm-hmm. uh, pre-COVID, he had these these pumps that would spray They're like aerator, Mister Mister pumps, yeah. right? For originally or for uh, for pools. They were for pools, and then as a side happy accident, they were for um, essential oil aeration. Well, no, no, because then it went from there to Trump made his comments about bleach that he ended up putting in lemon spray and all that to lemon pledge and bleach now now these pumps are in businesses that are outdoors and it sanitizes and cleans areas where people walk around and they spray and it's covid free it's a it's a big business i would yeah. say well you get this pump and you only got to sanitize once and then it automatically does it and now you're covid free always so i think you made a lot of money in 2020 so we started doing more pumps you would drop off 15 20 at a time we'd stay after hours my wife got in on it one time thanks babe love mm-hmm. you figured out that even with crack nails like that you know those like yeah she had the yeah those, <laughs> those nails she could get the allen key the wrench everything she'd get it done in 15 minutes for some reason this time there are new pumps yeah New pumps, new system. They have a giant heat sink on like the this. top of the motor. Before it was a PC like that big. It was like a little Very PCB and now it's like a whole dang heat sink. Now it's thing. like, oh, yeah, that big. And so it's, it's a little more work. And this guy calls and he's like, oh, I got the same job for you. I got a hundred of these things. It'll be quick. It'll be easy. Two you screws know, and you're done. Two screws and you're done. Excuse the red finger. Two screws and you're done. It'll be the same. You're going to give me a discount. We charge 90 bucks a pump. Plus any uh, labor, if we have to do anything else. And that's packaging, the shipping. B2B contract premium yeah. rate. Like, yeah, nicer. so it's all labor. So it's tax-free and it's very simple. You know, you got 100 pumps. That's what? $70,000, $7,000. And so we're like, all right, great. Here you go. Uh, have them, bring them to us. We, we now have this new location. We have storage room. We can do more at once. He's like, yeah, I'll bring or have somebody ship them Friday. It should be a. I have pallets. a team of guys coming with a truck. Team of guys coming with a truck. Don't worry, they're big, strong lads. They're gonna be there on Friday, mate. Jesse, watch. Friday comes, no call, no text, 
no email. Okay. Now in this situation, no, man, none, no guys. And in this situation, you would assume your contract is going to go through. You're counting on that money. It's your first contract for some of you. And, uh, you're just sitting there. No business. What do I do? Well, we let him call us on Monday. So Monday, a truck shows up because, you know, we assumed he's, he's going to follow through. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Monday, it shows up at what, 9.45, 10 o'clock. And this big burly guy gets out with his dreads. And he's like, hey, where do I put the pallets? What do you mean? You're supposed to unload and offload. Oh, oh no, mate. That's an extra $500. Oh, yeah, we can do that. We got to invoice you for that. Yeah. So I was like, fuck that. We'll charge $5. I said, us or Dave? Yeah. And he's like, whoever's on the paperwork. And I'm like, that's not us. Okay. That's not us. So you know what we did being entrepreneurs, we called our customer and said, Hey, they're going to bill you 500 bucks. We'll bill you 495 and we'll do it ourselves." So that's what we did. We unloaded it. Cost me a fucking finger. It's worth every $495 that I've earned. And we got three pallets out of it that we can sell for like 60 bucks a piece, California, just so you know. Uh, But yeah, so we had four pallets. 80 units, 20 a pallet, 70, no, 75, one was five short. And uh, they're not the same pump. So not to the contract. Uh, also, he didn't get a written quote, but we did give him an hourly rate. Previously, it was 89 per pump. We told him it should be like 69 if it's easier. If it's easier quicker. as advertised. His two, only two screws to get it open. Uh, for the record, the first pump was four, two in front, rear and back, pop it up. Uh, there's a gasket ring you take off. There's a electrical plug you take off, remove the shell. And then inside there was four screws to remove the PCB. And then you do it all in reverse and seal it. This one wasn't two. It was the original four. I don't know why he wasn't talking about those. And then it was one, two, three, four uh, extra screws. So we're already at the same amount of work. And then it had two. What do you we use the the tension the uh, torque, torque driver, the torque, yeah. torque driver, torque driver, two ratcheted, sealed factory Loctite. A wrench, a torque I, wrench, a torque wrench to get these open to break the seal. Absolutely. So, and each one's probably <sighs> 15, 20 minutes instead of, you know, you bill them in an hour, you get three done an hour. Great. You know, uh, so each one has a minimum of 70 bucks at 75. That's still quite a bit of money. We will say, um, I would definitely say each one's going to be billed at 89 99 because, a, Hard, it's more way harder. Work. They're, they're all heavier too from the heat heavier, sink they got on there. Heavier, more work, more space to, uh, took up, had to lose, almost lost a finger. It went down to the bone. I'm not going to show you the photos, but maybe I will. No? Okay. No, it was, it was gross. Okay, it's gross. It was gross. It was like one piece <laughs> of skin was kind of hanging by an edge. It, and then moving. I liked your, uh, you called it a perfect filet. It was a perfect filet. It was like, you ever seen the breasted chicken? Or all of a the butterfly, you, the butterfly yeah. chicken. It's like that Ugh. two halves. They have kind of flopped and then all of a sudden blood squirting out of the center. I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a good finger. Mm-hmm. I sat there like, I'm did I really out, just Chris. cut my Stop. own fucking finger? <laughs> so I'm just saying this happens. For <sighs> a man like myself, I say, Ooh. where's the rubber band? I'm going to tie it off. I'm going to super glue it and tape it up. It hurt. It absolutely hurt. It wasn't teary hurt, but it definitely hurt. That's a, the, I will definitely say this one was definitely one of the worst ones I've had. But grabbing a hot soldering iron at 700 degrees is less pain than this. Just saying. So for all of you, a lot of people ask us, how do you get contracts? Now, in this instance, it's stupid easy money. It's just pure labor. You sit there, screws, torque wrench done. 
but it's consistent, same, like, daisy chain type work. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people I see bitching on Facebook, Instagram, like, why am I not getting these jobs? People post about these jobs. The reason you're not getting these jobs is you are not diligent with your customers. You are not giving expectation. You're not following through. You're not sending maintenance reports, uh, basically checkups. Everyone wants to know how their projects are going and they want to know from you without reaching out to you. So I'm going to give you, this is one of those interactive podcasts that I'm going to give. Reach out to your customers, give them updates, receipts. A lot of our contracts are, hey, you fixed my just a phone the other day. I got 50 of these. You want to fix them? Yeah. My company's got uh, X, Y, and Z. I like see that you charged $100 per device. And then you say, all right, well, we have an enterprise solution. Enterprise solution is you don't have to come into the store. We will pick it up from you. Call your general liability insurance and you say, hey, how much would it cost me to add a provision to travel to, to pick up materials and from, or is it still included in my general liability? And then you're allowed as either business owner or operator or employee to go and pick these things up. So if you call every car wash in town, that you got a chain of car washes, you got a chain of Dutch Brothers, you got mm-hmm. a chain of anything, call them. You know who's sitting. Ask for the yeah. enterprise department. Who deals with enterprise solutions? That's it. And you call them. We call San Juan, a bunch of the school districts around mm-hmm. here. And we say every year, who's got the bid? When's the bid starting? What are the options for the repairs? What latest iOS are you on? What models are you using? What, what would you need from somebody like us? And in that case, we get these contracts. Now, a lot of people, they tend not to follow through and they're like, oh, that just seems too, too businessy or too high staff, or I don't have enough people to do that. You want the contract, you're going to be a little businessy. But see, my first contract was with the U.S. Army. Like we randomly did some kernel in the Army's iPhone. It's like, hey, I got a bunch of iPads coming in, 400 units, and I need them all removed from Wi-Fi. Every Wi-Fi chip, everything with an antenna needs to be removed. I'm like, what are you going to use them for? Because then you can only hardline them. Well, we're going to handle that on our end. That's I our just problem. want you to desolder or to melt off the components that control this. And so I sat there, had two people tear down, came to me. Uh, so one tear down came to me. I desoldered, popped the chips off, just a little tension, a little heat, flicked it off, unplugged all the antennas, snip, snip, handed it to somebody reassembly. That was the largest contract to date because they paid $600 per unit on 400 units. And it was the largest check I've ever seen come to me. That's government ever. money for you. It was government money. But nobody would do it under $1,000 before the unit. Because most people were upcharging the unit, upcharging the labor. I'm like, all right, I got three guys at 20 bucks an hour. That's 16 an hour. If we mm. do two, we're bread, butter. The, That's 120 bucks. I'm sitting there. I don't bid to make a shit ton of money in the shortest amount of time. I want the repeat customer business. And mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people don't do. For some reason, they cannot grasp. You do not want a one and done because that one is going to tell every other enterprise customer, hey, no, unfortunately, we had a bad experience. This is my problem. They had 30 units. They didn't deliver on time. The ROI wasn't there. We went with our own. Or if it's something so stupid, stupid as our pumps, this guy is elderly. So, of course, he can't do it. He could find somebody else to do it cheaper. But he, he's got the security. He, trust he's got the relationship with us and we get it done quickly and with as much tact as possible without telling him to fuck off because occasionally you want to tell a customer to fuck off but he is that one guy who always comes by and he's just 
he acts like he's your grandfather. Like he's got so much knowledge to impart to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you realize he's driving his 94 RAV4 with a bunch of pumps and like a rug in the back. And you're like, you should probably clean that. Yeah. Take it out, hit it with a bat or something. It's just, it's one of those things. But so after I cut my finger off and I'm thinking to myself like, geez, this is a bigger job than we thought. The, the best part we did was we left it. We never gave him a new quote because if it's something unknown to you, you should not follow through with a quote until you've seen it inside and out. The reason a lot of new technicians and new businesses don't give a quote on things is because they know they don't know how long it's going to take them. You can assume it's going to take you 20 minutes, but if it takes you four hours, then you're sitting there sweating, panicking. Oh no, I got to get this done. This customer's going to be angry. And nobody knows when to pull the ripcord, especially when you're in over your head. Everyone's Mm -hmm. like, well, maybe I should call it here. A lot of the soldering guys, oh man, when they start soldering and they take on a big data recovery job and somebody's up their ass, they sit there for days. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I, you know how often I don't finish a project? One out of every three. <laughs> I absolutely, oh, okay, this isn't, this one right here, not worth my time. Unfortunately, going to call the customer done. This one right here, money. Okay, great. Got it done. This one right here. Oh, great. Okay, got it done. This one right here. Uh, it looks too, I don't know. Oh, sorry. Too much time is going to be wasted. You have to delegate your time and your effort into certain things. And, and the transparency is important with yeah, that. Absolutely. I tell the customer, unfortunately, this one is going to be too much time, cost you too much money. You're not going to want to get the data. If you do, I'll refer you to somebody who does strictly data recovery and skip all the middleman bullshit. It's the same thing. We had a contract with Quick Quack Car Wash a while back. That mm-hmm. one, I'd say we fucked up. You know, we had we left it into junior technician hands. And they just took forever. And that was when mm-hmm. we weren't, it was right in the middle of COVID. Everything was busy, but we really dropped the ball. And these guys kept giving them different pricing. So you'd give them the front end pricing, then you'd give them a B2B pricing, and then you'd give them the enterprise pricing. Because it was always, this is this is the price of what we charge people. This is going to be your B2B and then enterprising. If we do more than this first batch, you're going to jump into the next tier. And let me tell savings. you, a lot of people don't understand. For some reason, y'all think B2B is enterprise. Enterprise is different. Mm-hmm. Enterprise is a larger number up front of items or units that you could cut your cost and labor on by doing more at once. Yeah. B2B is your your, onesie, your, your, your sister shop, San Juan coming in with the two, two, three units, you know, something something easy, something smaller. Enterprise is the like this 75 units all checked in, four, you know, four pallets uh, all at and, once. And logistically, that should have three people working one day on it. You know three, I mean? three people should knock that out, but that's yeah. the whole the whole freaking day. Yeah, but we we gave him an expectation of turn, week turnaround time. We'll storm for him, et cetera. He'll set up his uh, freight again. Somebody will come by, pack him up, put him on pallets, take him out. That'll be how it is. But it's one of those weird things where people, for some reason, think B2B and enterprise are the same. Mm-hmm. So, again, when I see people bitching about this, they're like, well, why don't I just call a bigger company and see if I can take their workload? No, you can't take their workload because they would just hire somebody like you. Mm-hmm. There's always, and it just gets into that same tie where I say, unfortunately, everyone's replaceable. Every single person, you, me, Eric, replaceable. Now, how hard do you want to work to find that person? That's the difference. Convenience over, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? If you for? can meet a certain expediency, they're going to go with the more convenient option. Oh, yeah. But that's that's human nature is going with the most convenient option. Yeah. So if you are friendly, direct, 
helpful and proficient, you should get every contract. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's a smile and a handshake and a call later. It's a one night stand. That even if you didn't like it, appreciate the call afterwards. Hey, how do we do? How can we improve? What would you like seeing from us in the future? Mm-hmm. Simple. And very rarely is someone going to just tell you to fuck off. They'll tell you what was wrong and then go about their yeah, life. You're going to uh, take it on the chin, boy. Take your, it on the chin. Your follow through was terrible. Your customer service could use this and blah, blah, blah. You'll get good I, criticism. My problem is I am always burnt out on customer service. Always. Because I do a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. We, and this you is always why, get the escalation. Yeah. I handle the escalation. I handle angry customers because they want to see the boss and I'm the boss. And that's how it was. When I did this at a farmer's market, I know some of you in the... Uh, in the back end of the groups that watch us have worked in the farmer's markets before. And it is, there is somebody right here watching what you're doing, breathing down your neck, watching your repair, your refurbish, your recovery, whatever you're doing right in your face. And the moment you mess up is why'd you do that? Why make what? Did I do something wrong? Am I looking at you wrong? Why are you so scared? I had a guy spit on me once when I was working out at Tanaya's Farmer's Market. I was doing a Galaxy S5. I'll never forget this gold phone with a chocolate face. First one I had ever seen. Apparently, they were a month old at the time. And uh, I'm sitting there doing this repair thinking, oh, man, this guy's watching me. So I'm refurbishing the glass, just cutting it off. Hot plate, everything going, all right, good, smooth. And he goes, what's wrong with you? I'm like, And I snapped the LCD. Right at, right at the last millimeter, just yanked it up. And I'm like, sir. He's like, you just seem like you're moving real slow. And I'm like, well, now you're That's out. That's what you're phone. supposed to do. And I gave him the whole, like, well, if I break this, unfortunately, you know, we're not covering this for you. If you want me to try this repair, it's the first one. It was the first one I had done. And uh, we did glass only all the time. You used to do the super cut rate first time repair. You, oh, exactly. You, you're paying for me to learn this, like, I part, only part did only. at cost yeah. parts. Yep. So this was one of those where somebody did not pay me for my labor. And still the guy spooked me on purpose to try and make me damage it. And then he came at me saying, I got to pay for it. I got to pay for his data. Tried to hit me with this fake like legal demand notice. I was so funny. It wasn't even certified mail, but he sent it to Denial's Farmer's Market. And then the asshole who owned Denial, Eric, which is another Eric, owned Denial's Farmer's Market, tried to come up and be like, well, if you don't solve this, we're going to have to solve it for you. And that means shutting you down. I'm like, so let me tell you, I'm not going to be the, the rod end of this. Here's the footage I had of him. Here's what happened. This guy forcibly, like intentionally made me damage his stuff. And I was like, before I answered, I was like, all right, I'm going to need some space to handle this, sir. And they still jumped at me. And man, it's how I handled those situations over time helped me de-escalate the situations we have now. Like we had, what was it? The customer today came in in March, bought a screen protector, Protection Pro. Thank you, Scott. Uh, we saw a lot of them. Okay. It's I don't know if he's a good guy. I just know his product's good. Right. Back it. Just saying, Scott, get to know me. I'll get to know you. Uh, point being good product did its job protected the phone but the guy had dropped it on some shitty case Moto G what was it G stylus no no it was Moto Edge G5 mm-hmm. 5G and uh, sure as shit cracked the screen from internal it's like oh you know I bought your screen protector it comes with a warranty right I'm like no 
Why would it come with a warranty? It only comes with a warranty on the protector. It's got the and it gives you insurance. the best option for protection. But the insurance is on your end if you paid for the insurance or the, in March we wouldn't have had the insured ones. Like, did you buy the insured one? Oh, no. I'm like, uh, then you're going to have to pay for a new repair. Well, back then it was 129 bucks. Now, unfortunately, the screens are $210. I let them know. I was like, well, maybe I could discount the labor, but the part, as you see here, is $210 on our provider's website. So, and he's like, you know, I'll, I'll just call back. I'm like, absolutely, sir. If it, something pops up, I'll give you a call. Notify you. I'll come to you first. Sure as shit, I found one on eBay. I don't know if it's decent enough quality, but it says it's an OEM poll. Like 60 bucks. I'll call them tomorrow and be like, hey, here's my diligence. Coming back, calling you, letting you know. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate the business, et cetera. But man, from there, it, it just really reminds me how much I de-escalate problems on average. So it's, if I come with something here and I blurt out all the bullshit speak my piece it's typically because something has gone further than de-escalation mm -hmm. so that's where i'm at because even if it gets to you it's usually past the point of the tech who's not necessarily best that they get but already trying to take care of them talk them oh, down they don't want to they don't want to talk to me i can't talk them down it's they're already they're pushing up 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 we don't rarely do insurance jobs for phones but when we do, insurance will typically give a customer, say it's a credit card purchase, Costco purchase, whatever. Customers will get a form to fill out, like an SR form for yeah. insurance. I've seen a couple different ones. They usually go, even one time it was just a, a paper of where to submit stuff mm -hmm. and just give them that information. They have a, a set thing that they give the customer to give to us to then get everything taken care of. It's a very convenient thing until a customer tries to file their own claim previous to the insurance. The problem I had with Mary, the Surface Pro 5, was she brought in a Surface Pro 5 that looked like it had physical damage in the bottom left corner and Wi-Fi wouldn't work. Cracked the screen open, reseat the connector, uh, found that there's a dent in the back of the panel for the screen. Mm -hmm. We email her quote saying, hey, XYZ, here's all the problems comes back, oh, I don't know. That's not possible. You're, you're misquoting. That's not my device. And I never had damage. What? I'm, I'm telling you what I found. I'm, this is what I found, not how it's been broken, but what I found. Because I personally did it. And so we go over the quotes and we're like, all right, so this is what it is for screen. Here's the labor. Here's the, the Wi-Fi repair. Here is the, the teardown. I think we did two hours screen replacement. And then uh, we comped the Wi-Fi connection issue. But still, for some reason, we have a different amount that's like just the screen instead of the labor, the diag, the receipts, the estimate back and forth. She was calling every day to find out if something new was done or if we could just refund X, Y, Z. So she caused like five different technicians to give three different quotes each because she kept asking different kept questions. Trying to double talk or I don't, yeah, I don't think like, mislead oh, I need, but I need like, another one I need a refund yeah. on this and then I can do this and you have to refund me first and then go back and then I can submit it to insurance and like but I only need it for yeah. this much because also on these insurance things it is get your insurance to tell you everything they need so we can do it all at once and she kept adding different details she needed which is what caused the first it was just needed the 
estimate, then it was estimate plus tax, then it was estimate tax and images, and then it was needed detailed technician notes, image. Uh, yeah. So when she comes into pay, everything's done. For some reason, there's new information on the, the invoice. I think it's from one of the calls. She ended up coming in and somebody was like, oh, it's not on the invoice. Let me write this down for what a screen repair would be. Well, that's an hour late, early on sh- uh, labor because we quoted her two hours labor. Mm-hmm. So, of course, when we go to check her out, she's billed just the screen replacement and not the screen replacement plus the two hours labor. If I was her, I would have walked out, gotten reimbursed for the cheaper cost, cooled bang, whatever. Exactly. But luckily she caught it and said, hey, this is the wrong amount. It needs to add up. And we're like, oh, shoot, we undercharged you $100 conveniently, but it's one of those de-escalation things because she could have been real pissed. But I think she also knew that she double-talked the hell out of us and then confused everybody when she kept asking for a refund first and to get her money to hit her account before she pays us and that it needs to say what it shouldn't say and back and forth for insurance. It was really weird. But that's uh, we need to get better on finalizing invoices to where people can't edit it after the fact for sure. It's one of those things. The guy Just on keep it more e- consistent. Yeah, the guy on eBay really keeps hitting that he needs his refund. eBay the one who has to re- click cancel on his order history. Yep. So funny. Well, that's not the one. It's the, the Yamaha. I don't know how okay. we're going to deal with the Yamaha, but as you all know, we do pretty well on eBay. We've got 99% seller rating, one bad review in 12 months uh, from a guy who tried to scam a free GPU and eBay wouldn't remove it. I don't know why. Now GPU eBay, he pulled apart. Yeah, but what's another podcast go? It'll be up there. Put the previous one up there. Um, so it's one of those things, but we sent a as-is broken Yamaha CD it was player, a receiver, receiver receiver slash CD player. So we sent a, these receivers are like $500 retail. Yeah. Broken, it's like a hundred bucks. We're like, okay, we'll sell for a hundred bucks, pack it up. Well, we had Stephanie pack it up, unfortunately. You know how that goes. So it got there destroyed. Then when it got there destroyed, well, it wasn't really destroyed. The board was pushed the in supposedly. The back panel got pushed, which supposedly flexed the board internally. But it looks like... It's a swap out job. He had it for a day before he claimed a refund. So it's one of those things where he didn't just contact us and say, hey, do you have another one, et cetera. It's, oh, it's destroyed, but there's no damage to the box. And he didn't ship it back in the correct box. It's missing some of the packing. So Yeah, it's missing a lot of the packing yeah. and the box. Now, the moment it arrives, he opens a claim. It says I didn't get a refund. He was waiting on that tracking. Oh, it's, he's definitely pulling a swap, especially because on his eBay which is really funny. He's got, where is it? Return delivered. If we look at, I'm at 1%, fuck. Just throw a 1%. For some reason, my phone is always at 1%. This guy says a lot of things. Unfortunately, upon arrival, opening package unit was put in the box on its backside down. Well, it wasn't put backside down, it was put packing in a normal box where its upside was up, which was really funny. Um, so the issue is that this guy, I think, swapped parts out. But yeah, basically, can't, I can't get his ID or anything. Uh, I think he swapped out the logic board and then sent it back to us because he needed one part from our working unit. And it doesn't look like it was crushed. So I don't know how we'll 
work that out or if it's something you can say oh well it was damaged in transit he may get the full refund it's 150 bucks mm-hmm. uh, cost us for the shipping label but so it's actually a negative forty dollars yeah is what it is but man it's I'll end up staying late to do those pumps tonight my wife is so cool about it even though the kids drive her up the wall she understands that money has to be made. A lot of people, for some reason, don't have that significant other that'll allow them to do what they need to do. So, like, yesterday, I wanted to come and finish my rug for my daughter. And so, was it Saturday night I stayed, tried to start it? Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, I stayed to finish it. And so, they came, hung out with me while I was doing it. But this damn gun kept getting jammed on a pink yarn for the face Mm -hmm. so i put in accents and everything but for some reason black on the monk's cloth is really hard you can see through it at certain areas so you can if it's not like super packed in and shaggy it won't work well so after the second one i've done that's black i understand that and so of course when i trim it up i came up with a new way to trim it up and fold the corners do the backing worked great everything looked fantastic but as a father, even though I, I maintained the promise, got it to her in the right time, did everything my wife was cool about letting me do it, and I really wanted to get it to her by Sunday because that's when she came back from Daddy Doug's. Sure as shit, first thing she asked is, what's the white things? Which is because she can see through the certain areas. Well, CJ's isn't like that. Like, not that yeah, she's ungrateful, uh, but she was grateful. But I was just like, oh, man, I fucked up. Shouldn't have put so much effort into it. So it's the same way that I feel like some of these projects and a lot of people do. You should not put too much pro- so much effort get, after uh, hours to knock shit out for customers because it's going to let you down. So could you get black monk's cloth? You can. That might show a little less. With burlap, you can dye black. It's if you dye it and anything spills on it, it's going to leak out. It's the only thing with that. Well, I got the writ. I could just hot water, soak it. And then go from there. That might work. I put, what was it, writ into the the slime. Oh, and we got, what, 10, 10 boxes of slime glue today. Clear <laughs> and and white. And for some reason, UPS ended up dropping off 10 busted-ass boxes, and five of them glue was pouring out. So, if you don't know, I make slime. Yes, slime. That's slime. The fun part is, it's stretchy, it's it's elastic, it's fantastic until you got to clean up the fucking glue. Slime is not that hard to clean up, especially if it's a butter, a cloud, a bingsu slime, that's real easy. The problem is when you have to clean up the glue without being activated. That's a pain in the ass. I'm still picking yeah. so a little glue off him, me glue if, you, if you're not aware of the Amazon swap out scam, everyone should be aware of it. It's the best. If one thing is damaged, everything is damaged. Empty it all, put it in other containers, liquids, expendables, whatever. So we took, we had 10 boxes, 20 bottles, 20 gallons, $600. Absolutely, $600 for all that glue. Problem is, now half of them are empty. We need the other half to be empty. It's, they're gonna throw it out anyway. We already gave them pictures of all the stuff that's damaged. They didn't want us just to return half, they wanted it all. So instead of it being thrown out, we'll empty it into our canisters and then swap it out. Here you go. You emptied it before shipping it to you for safety and security concerns. Here you go. We didn't want it emptying everywhere. It was already busted. So here we go. So 
hopefully on the next batch, they send it to us without breaking the fucking seals because it's split down the center on a bottle that you would not assume split down the center. It would look like you just perfectly katana sliced it. Exactly. All the way up to the cap that was security sealed. So it went fatality all the way to the to the neck, basically. Um, and so swapping it out, now we'll get our 700 bucks, 600 bucks back, whatever. And it'll be like, well, you can get new ones, but do we trust it to come back and not be to damaged arrive well? and not be exploded? You saw how empty those packages were. Like they threw one piece of brown paper around two gallons of liquid. And the cleanup was just disgusting. They put plastic bags around it and it like curdled all the clear glue and the fucking white glue around it to make perfect seals to stop it from leaking. Mm-hmm. But it didn't work. As soon as you pulled it out of the plastic, it just went and pulled out. So that's where we're at. Uh, two days we'll probably launch the site we were supposed to launch on Friday and then just didn't happen. And now it's one of those things where you make the the statement, we're going to start doing this and projecting it. And then already two people from online have started their own little side gig. And our new guy wanted a free bottle. Oh God, that kid, for some reason, this fucking kid who makes a lot of noise, that one right there, if you want to point to your left, that one right there, I'm pointing to you. So you point that one right there. Yeah. Always makes a lot of noise. And he asked for some free slime. I told him it was $5 for a two ounce cup. Right? I told you $5 for two ounces. Me? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I okay. think so. Unfortunately, I think that's a For employees? Yeah. $4.95. <laughs> $4.95. I've sold a few of them. I've sold, uh, they, just, they sell well. It's fun. He's got them sitting on the counter and people are buying them. I told you it was the dumbest thing ever and I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm just going to make so many different ones. All the kids that come in here with their parents. Like that's honestly slime. what it is. Anyone who brings a kid in, slime. I need it. Absolutely. We got a whole fucking case that's about to be full of it. You want butter. You want cloud. You want bingsu. You want Mike and Sully. You want... Uh, all these kids know Moana. everything about slime, and all I know is slime. I'm going to do the frozen slime and then just have it... Every time you open the cap, it's going to go... Ah, <laughs> ah. The vocalization from two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, my daughter sings that shit all the time. She'll just randomly, in, in the middle of the night, be asleep. Yeah. Oh, it's the call of the, the wild calling for if you could play that part of the song to any child and they'll be like oh my god Elsa, oh my can god. you imagine just like playing that on like a secret speaker somewhere and seeing kids being like it's happening you should do it like an igloo fucking haunted house and then just have a dead Elsa running around oh after my kids. god see oh, sadistic mindset she starts the ah uh, and then ends like ah Dude, I saw oh, the one, we'll, we'll say I'll throw this in the non-business thing for the day, is that uh, Joe Rogan is being canceled again. Again? Uh-huh. What do you do this you, time? Oh, oh, what this what you, what's going on? So here at the New York Post, this lovely, lovely New York Post. Also, I made the very stupid mistake today of letting a customer not sign their name. Well, they signed it. I looked at the signature, which is the important part but they skipped their name and contact number. So by the time they could call or contact or say anything, unfortunately, I can't call you. I can't tell you anything. That's my fuck up. Yeah. So here at the New York Post, Rogan revealed that he rejected multiple offers from Trump, as you remember, uh, to interview. 
and said he would never have him on. In no way, shape, or form didn't want to give him the... Didn't want to have him on the platform. Yeah, didn't want to give him a platform. So he said in his... With Tom Segura, the guy with the very funny fucking uh, video, Mm -hmm. uh, on the Joe Rogan experience, he said he's full of fucking energy, uh, Segura said. Rogan... Uh, responded and suggested the ex-president was on Adderall. He also referenced claims that Trump would get bored at CIA briefings often. Uh, Heard him say he would put his name in uh, briefings multiple times to keep him interested. (laughs) Uh, Jared Kushner, the son-in-law, said he came up with a formula to keep him engaged. The formula was too good, one bad, Segura said. So if they were going to give him some bad news, you'd start with the good news. So they go, this is going well. Everybody's thrilled with you about this. Here's a bad thing. Also, people love, people love you for this. Of course, he's a man baby, said Laughing Rogan. He's a toddler, Segura said. That's the uh, it's the sandwich. It's how you give news to people. To man babies, yeah. Good, bad, good. He said, I'm not, before he said, I'm not a Trump supporter. Don't want to give him all that stuff. But so it's so funny because now he's talking about him. Um, Rogan indicated... He would support Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' 2024 election. While DeSantis has yet to formally announce his candidacy, he also considered a frontrunner for GOP's nomination, potential rival to Trump if he attended another White House run. I still say the only way Trump gets in office is as vice president. If he goes with DeSantis. That's the only way. The only fucking way after all the shit, all the stupidity that everyone sees Trump as now. I like the policies. I don't like the man. The only chance in hell, the bluebird's chance in hell he has is to run with DeSantis. Is there a limit on vice presidency terms? I know president is uh, two. But I'm like, hmm, could you just vice president for the rest of your life? That's what I want to know. Four year, no term limit. Ooh. So you could vice president for the rest of your life. How cool would that be? I mean, they'd have to elect you, but... That's crazy. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Oh, shit. Her face is on Wikipedia again. She's the current. I I still got to say, what's one singular personal thought she's ever had? No, I don't know her. She doesn't say anything online that isn't, you know, we're doing this thing and it's good for you because it's good for us. And you know what the real reason is? Because it's good for you. It was good for us. You should think about that. You know what they don't say? It was good for us first and then it became good for you. That's the real root of the cause right there. So I think everyone should think about that. That's Kamala Harris in a nutshell. So it's a limited number of timelines. Individual can be elected to the presidency as two. There's no such limitation on the office of vice president, meaning an eligible person could hold the office as long as voters continue to vote for the electors who turn in and reflect the person of the office. One could even serve under diff- different presidents. This has happened twice. George Clinton served under Thomas Jefferson and James Madison. And John C. Calhoun served under John Quincy Adams and Andrew Jackson. Additionally, neither of the Constitution's eligibility provisions nor the 22nd Amendment presidential term limit explicitly disqualify twice elected president servings from vice president through the arguably prohibited from last sentence of the 12th Amendment but personally constitutionally eligible to as of the 2020 election cycle, no, from a tested amendment 
legal restrictions, meaning by running for the vice presidency. Huh. So nobody's tried to hop in as a VP after being the president. Yeah, that would be Yet. really cool. Well, I bet the job sucks. I'm just letting you know right now, the presidency must fucking suck. If a billionaire can go and say, you know what, $100,000 a year, yeah, I'll take that job. Write off everything he owns and says, hey, I'll take care of your babysitting job for four years. And then turns into Donald Trump. Like, eh. I don't even think Trump was as bad as Trump until, like, he was the grab him by the crotch guy, but he was not Trump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he was the locker room talk, just spout his mind bullshit, but then he turned into, you know, we could do something like inject it in the veins type person. Can we look into that? Is that possible? It's good. It's good. They're telling me it's fantastic. It's the best. You tell me it's not the best, you fake news. Fake news, fake news, fake news, injecting suntan. Just a fever dream of a presidency. <sighs> that four years went fast. Well, I think that's where we're going to leave it, everybody. You know, think about it. Whoever can, if one man like Trump can be elected, then hopefully it is not as bad as Biden being reelected as vice president under another Democratic person. But then what happens if you're v- one of the infinite VPs and you've served two terms as presidents? Like what happens when they You have die? to be 35, right? To serve? 35 to be president, yes. So imagine 10 terms, it's 40 years. What if we had a really good vice president that just had a front runner? Like somebody and sat and it was like Steven Seagal in his prime. He's like, you know, I don't want the sheet. Or I I, you know, I don't want the seat, but I'll run it from here. Yeah, that would be it. All right, everybody. We appreciate it. Hit the bell. Hit the notifications. We'll be back at it. Life can be super happy. Life can be super sad. I'm trying super hard to separate the good and bad. I'll go back to my future just to get to my past. But knowing